Well, good morning, Oakwood family. Again, we're so glad that you're here with us this morning and for all of those that are online. Um, we are actually live streaming today. So if you are actually uh, watching us at home this morning, <clears throat> I want to tell you that uh, you're watching about two seconds behind what's actually happening in the room. So I love technology, right? I mean, technology has been good to us the last few weeks, and it's good that uh, all those that need to be um, sheltered at home can do it and still be a part of our service this morning. So it's, it's really good uh, to be able to do that, to offer that. Again, so thankful to the Lord for providing us the resources to be able to do that, and also uh, to Rusty and the tech team in the booth that's able to uh, learn how to do that on such a short timeline. So we're excited about that. We've been in a series called Soul Activity for the last few weeks, and we're going to continue with that today. If you remember right, first week uh, we had talked about the Apostle Paul and his conversion, and we talked about the right after his conversion how he had taken some time to actually do some spiritual growth and we looked at some things that he had done personally to grow spiritually and I encouraged you not to make excuses at this time but to take the extra time that you might have now and actually be able to use that as a time of growth spiritually and then uh, last week we talked about that the, we are made for a time of crisis because what God has given us he has given us his comfort the scripture says but he didn't give us our comfort didn't give us his comfort just so we would keep it to ourselves but he actually gave us his comfort so that we would take the comfort that he comforts us with and actually share that with others and help them in their time of need and in doing so shine the light of Christ there and so well, we're going to continue uh, today and today the title of the message is kingdom worker kingdom worker now let's get a definition of that as we begin this morning what is a kingdom worker if someone is and we're talking about the kingdom of God here the big K kingdom what does it mean to be a kingdom worker here's what it means a kingdom worker is a Christ follower who uses his or her influence gifts talents resources and abilities to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ they're using everything that God has given them, their personality, their talents, their abilities, and even their resources, whether that may be, maybe they're using their, something that they own or they possess, or maybe they're giving you know, financially, regularly to the ministry of the Lord. But they're using all of these things, and they're giving those to kingdom work. And this is what defines a kingdom worker. They have a kingdom mindset. They are always moving toward God. I want to share a special passage of Scripture with you this morning. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, please turn there this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, always remember you can get on your phone um, or your iPad or your tablet. And if you'll just uh, go to uh, our app, you can actually hit sermon notes. And all of the sermon notes and the scriptures are right there for you as, as well as all the uh, bullet points from the sermon um, every week. It's a great way to interact with us. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to begin there with verse 17, a pivotal verse for anyone who is new in Christ like we just experienced um, in the watery grave of baptism just a couple of minutes ago. This is what the Apostle Paul is telling the, the uh, church in Corinth, this is what it's really all about. This is what Jesus Christ does for you. Let's read it, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. It says, therefore, and anytime you read therefore in the Bible, I've told you before, we need to see what it's there for. And he, in, the, in, the, in the scripture, in the verses leading up to this point, what uh, Apostle Paul has done has been talking about the sacrifice of Jesus and how he was our substitutionary atonement. He atoned for all of our sins, and he concluded that he once died for all, for all sin, for all kinds of 
And, and, and for, for the sins of that time, for the sins of us today, for the sins that are even committed in the future. And because of that, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is anyone, if anyone is a believer in Jesus Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He's brand new. It says that the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now I'm going to pause there for a second this morning and maybe throw down a little challenge. Some of us, when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we have that moment of decision where we accept him as Lord and Savior, and we are even obedient in Christian baptism, and we come out of the watery grave of baptism, and there's that symbolism that it talks about in Romans 6. The Apostle Paul says, we are buried with Christ, raised to walk in newness of life. Here in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, you're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The problem is, sometimes we choose to go back to the old way. Sometimes we struggle with that, and we choose to go back to uh, the oldness of life and not the newness of life, and yet through Jesus Christ and through his spirit that's indwelling in us now, we have the power to live the resurrection life, that everything is made new, and we put off the old, but some people have this tendency to want to just live and be who they were before, and, and that's not what God has called us to. Look at verse 18. It says, all of this is from God. Who, through Christ, reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. This is the kingdom work that we're talking about today as kingdom workers. That we have been given this ministry of reconciliation that we ourselves have experienced. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses, that's their sins, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, because of what Christ has done, because we are a new creation in Christ, here's the challenge. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. And we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And twice in, the, in this very short passage of verses, there's this challenge to be a kingdom worker, called, called in verse 20 an ambassador, this ministry of reconciliation, that we are giving ourselves to the kingdom work of God. So there's some, there's some qualities that we need to possess to be the best kingdom worker that we can be. And that's what I want to share with you in our, in our time that's left this morning. And the first one is this, is if you're going to be a kingdom worker for God, an effective kingdom worker, you need to have complete commitment. You need to have complete commitment. You need to be fully devoted to it. Complete commitment full devotion. One thing that always bothers me as I'm out in the world, um, and, and I think you could probably be able to relate to this, is if you ever go to, um, let's, let's say you're going to, you need to buy a car, and you, and you walk on the lot at the car dealership, and let's just say, I'm just picking random, let's say that you walk on Land Rover, okay? 
Um, that's, a, that's a cool car, and you're like, okay, I, I, I want a Land Rover. I, I've done all my homework, and this is what I want to buy. You walk on the Land Rover dealership parking lot, and, of course, the minute you get there, the sales guy's right there to be super helpful to you. And, and, and so they start you know, walking you through different colors, and you're picking your different model, and you're, 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 you're doing all this. And the thing is is that you get to this, to this point where you, you, you're kind of getting to know your sales guy, and you start asking him some more questions, right? Like, you know, I always do this. Do you drive a Land Rover? And it always kind of bothers me that if you're selling a certain brand of car, that maybe you ought to drive that car or say my wife's in one or something, you know? It's like if, if you're a Ford salesman, you know, same thing. It's like then, then maybe, you know, it would be good if you drove a Ford. It's like, no, I don't drive a Land Rover, but you should. <laughs> and you should buy it from me, right? You know? And sometimes I feel like it's a double standard because it's like what you're selling is not actually what you're living. And I think that's so much, I mean, that's a trivial illustration. It's so much truer for the Christian life. It's so much truer as a kingdom worker. There's so much more truth to it and a challenge to us for it. That we need to not just be the salespeople as representatives and ambassadors of Jesus Christ, but we need to purchase the product. We need to live the life that God has called us to. And when you do that, you realize that this is going to take complete commitment. Complete commitment. I never saw in Scripture or read anywhere in the Bible for that matter, in, in, in all of of Jesus's life that he ever called someone to half-hearted commitment when Jesus said follow me it was like he meant it when he said follow me sometimes they had to leave their people they had to leave their family they'd leave their wives and their kids at home to follow Jesus as he was going through the training process with them they, he would have to have that that group of people be with him all the time they were completely committed they were dependent on Jesus for their food he was they were dependent on him for their drink they were dependent on him for his, their shelter and for their direction in life they literally didn't know where they were going sometimes but they were to accept Jesus as lord as their master and to follow him and it took absolute complete commitment now we sometimes as Americans, you know, we like selective commitment. We like options, right? I mean, I want Jesus as my Savior. You know, everybody, everyone does, right? I mean, Jesus as Savior is a good thing. I want Jesus as my Savior. I accept him as my Savior. That's the easy part. But do we accept him as Lord? Because if he becomes our Lord and if he becomes our master, we do what the master tells us to do. And it's at that point that you start walking in what the master has told you to do, that you are what? You're completely committed. And it's only when you do what the master tells you to do that you are actually completely committed. And when you get to that point, you become a powerful tool in your master's hands as a kingdom worker. You will affect many lives, and you'll find out as you go through life, the more in you are and committed to the mission of Jesus Christ to make disciples, the more that you're committed to that and living the life that exudes the grace of Jesus, that to live the life of, I'm a new creation, the old is gone. 
That, all that stuff I was into, all that sinfulness, I'm leaving that life of sin, and I'm actually walking in newness of life. I'm walking because I'm a new creation. You'll find out you are very, very effective for the kingdom of God. But it takes complete commitment to get there. And so being a kingdom worker requires complete commitment. The second thing it requires is personal sacrifice. It requires personal sacrifice. I mean, as you read about the ministry of reconciliation in our passage today, as you read about being an ambassador for Christ, have you ever considered that terminology of, of being an ambassador for Christ, that God is making his appeal through us, as, as we think about diplomats and ambassadors that are sent around the world, there is this point at which they're making personal sacrifice. Because sometimes the ambassadors are called to go around the world to whatever country and live there. And it's dangerous, especially, you know, in a time like this where there's this pandemic and maybe the healthcare in the country that they're representing the president and the United States affairs there doesn't have the same care as we have here in the United States that we're blessed to have. There's so much they sacrifice. They sacrifice time with their family. They, they might try to sacrifice milestones with their kids. Sometimes they sacrifice their, their work completely. They, they are sacrificing every comfort that they know, everything in life. And so we see that there's personal sacrifice involved. And Jesus, he, he didn't pull any punches with this. He told us that there would be sacrifice. I would point you to Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. It should be on the screen for you this morning. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as living, what? Sacrifices. Living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God. Because this is your spiritual act of worship. And then he goes on. He doesn't stop there. He goes on. He says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed, different, new. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by mind renewal. Because then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. When do I get to know the will of God? When you have the mind renewal that the Holy Spirit and reading the word of God brings to you. But it takes personal sacrifice. There in Romans 12 it says that you are going to be a living sacrifice the problem with the living sacrifice you probably heard this before what's the problem with a living sacrifice they're always trying to crawl off the altar right <laughs> they're always trying to get away it's like oh i don't really want to sacrifice and so but we are called to be living sacrifices nonetheless because we serve a god and king who's wonderful and who loves us and i think for most of us this morning and even by the fact that that maybe you're physically here this morning or if you're watching online right now maybe by the fact that you carved out 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, I'm going to, to be here and I'm going to assemble virtually with the congregation of God at Oakwood, that you are committed to that. You are absolutely committed to that. And you say yes, yes to complete commitment and yes to personal sacrifice, but how? Yes, but how? And I just want to spell it out for you in as plain language as I can, directly from Romans chapter 12. Don't conform to the pattern of the world. 
yeah, but the world's really into these videos, and, and, and I download this app, and I'm just like the world in the media content I'm consuming right now. Don't conform to the pattern of the world. Make the sacrifice. A lot of times we don't realize that garbage in means later down the road, sometime in our life, garbage out. I think far too many Christians today, that's the problem, is they live exactly like the world. And you, we pattern ourselves after the world. And then what does it say? So it says, do not conform, but be what? Transformed. It's a process of transformation. Becoming like Christ Jesus. Transformed by the renewal of your mind. One of the best ways I know to renew your mind is to read the truth of Scripture. Read the truth of God's Word. And read it every day and consume it in chunks and, and, and dwell on it and pray over it and think about it and then read some more. It's such a wonderful tool that we have to read the Word of God, to have that, that kind of mind renewal and then align yourself with God's will. And how does it say you'll even know God's will at the end? It says after you do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, you're transformed by the renewal of the mind, then... See, it's an if-then statement. It's cause and effect. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. And so if you feel like you're going through life and you're like, I have no idea what God's will is. I have no idea. I, I, I just feel like I'm moving through life and I have no sense of direction. Then don't conform to the world. Maybe you're too conformed. Really look at that. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind because then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. It's, good. it's a good will for your life. It's good. It's pleasing. It's perfect. It's God's ultimate plan for you. But understand, it takes personal sacrifice. And Jesus was plain about this. And I want to point out to you this scripture. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 says this. If anyone should come after me. When Jesus says, if anyone should come after me, uh, the way it's worded there in the original language gives you the idea of a pursuit of someone that you passionately love. So guys, think about that girl. Um, for some of you, it's going to be your wife. Uh, for some of you that are younger or maybe single, you, you've thought of this one girl, and, and you would, uh, to win her, to woo her, you would passionately pursue her. That's the imagery, the kind of passion that drives this. And Jesus says, Luke 9, 23, if anyone should come after me, should pursue me. And what does he say there? The rest of it, he says, if you want to come after me, you have to do these things. You have to deny yourself. He must deny himself. He must take up his cross daily and follow me what do you mean take up the cross you know what the cross was the sacrifice of the son of god personal sacrifice complete commitment personal sacrifice and the last thing this morning if you want to be a kingdom worker for god is total allegiance total allegiance you see so many in the new testament all the apostles all the disciples that that followed Jesus, understood this in a, in a very special way, that their allegiance was to the King of Heaven and to Jesus Christ, that Jesus proved all He needed to prove in His life here. And when they rose up and became disciples, and they rose up and decided, I'm going to be a kingdom worker for God, then they totally got what it says in verse 20 and 21 of our passage today. Let's, let's read that again. In verse 20 it says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal to the world to turn away from their sins and to follow him. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him 
who knew to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. How's that even possible? Jesus sacrificed his life for our sins. Complete commitment, personal sacrifice, and total allegiance is the call of a kingdom worker today. Last summer, I got to go to Christ and Youth Conference. Uh, it's a conference that um, our high school uh, youth get to go to, and, and we're working on that, trying to make that happen this summer, if it's at all possible. When we uh, got to go on, on that trip, uh, the theme of the conference, and I think it's the theme every year, is kingdom worker. It'll be some angle to that, but they talk about that all week, that you're a kingdom worker. What I love about that, uh, being a guy who's you know in his 40s now, is I love the mindset that they present to the youth. Because at that conference, they'll say, you know what, if you've defected from the world, and, you, and you're going to say you're a Christian, I mean, you're actually, you'll raise your hand and say, yes, I'm a Christ follower, I'm a Christian, then live it out every day. They have these challenges they give them at the conference, and it's called the Kingdom Worker Card. Now, you don't grab a Kingdom Worker Card unless you're completely committed to Jesus, let me just tell you that. Listen to some of the things that are on the Kingdom Worker card. The Kingdom Worker card is in a sealed envelope. And you don't get to open the Kingdom Worker card until you get home. And when you open the Kingdom Worker card, that means you're going to do whatever it says. Scary, isn't it? I thought about doing it today. Handing out Kingdom Worker cards. Maybe sending out a bunch through email online. And it's sealed. And you say, I'm committed to Jesus. Yeah, I'll do whatever this says. And you open it up and it says that you need to start working with foster care and, and to, help, to help kids that are in foster care find homes and to be a support for them. And you need to pray for them and you actually need to do a fundraiser and try to raise $5,000 for it. Crazy, right? Completely committed follower, kingdom worker would do that type of thing. You open another one and it says that you're gonna tithe the whole 10% and trust God in the area of finances. I, I, I know you guys think I'm making this up. I've actually read these cards. You're challenged a, a teenager. Some of those teenagers make 100 bucks a week, and they're going to give 10 of it to the Lord. Committed. <laughs> Personal sacrifice. Total allegiance type people do that. You get another card, and it says, I want you to share the gospel, do a gospel presentation with at least 10 of your friends in the next six months. Some of you right now are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever done that? You ever tried that? You've done it this, the last seven weeks? You, have you done it before that? How many people have you had the privilege of maybe leading to the Lord, maybe even baptizing them? Kingdom workers. Completely committed personal sacrifice, kingdom workers have total allegiance to God. And that's what I want you to think about this morning. If you're online with us this morning, I want you to think about this right now. Do I really, can that be said of me? If you looked at my, my checkbook, if you looked at the time I spent in the Word, if you looked at my prayer life, if you looked at the way I serve others, the way I love others, if, you, if my mindset is not just on me and selfishness, but it's actually on others, it's an others' focus, if you, if you looked at this, would someone say, oh yeah, Christian, 
complete and total allegiance to God. And if not, I'm not trying to browbeat you this morning or discourage you in any way. I'm challenging you. Start today. Whether you're here, whether you're at home, do something to take a step toward Jesus today. And pledge your allegiance to him so much so that you trust him with every area of your life. And in doing so, you become a kingdom worker. It's going to be a powerful tool in the hands of God. Join him on his mission. Make disciples. Make disciples. Because if you're wondering, how, how did Christianity get out of the first century? How, how, did, how did Christianity make it? All the persecution? Why didn't those people just scatter and, and, and just walk away from, from Jesus? It's because they were fully aligned. They had total allegiance. They had defected from the world, and they were living for another kingdom. And because of their commitment to Christ, we have the knowledge of Jesus Christ today. What is that next step for you today? Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to read your word, to be challenged through it, to know that in Christ we are a new creation, that the old things of the world have gone, then the newness has come. And God, I pray we'd walk in that newness. And so for some of us, Lord, we need to, we need to repent of our sins and we need to, we need to just, just be totally going your direction. But God, I, I just thank you that we have your word. I thank you for the challenge of it. I thank you that we have examples like the Apostle Paul that showed that they were completely committed, that showed that they, were, they had pledged total allegiance, that, that they were willing to make the personal sacrifice to be a follower, to go after Jesus, to deny themselves, to take up their cross, to sacrifice for him daily, and to follow him. And God, I, I pray that if we're feeling far from you this morning, Lord, that you would draw us into your presence even right now in this moment. God, that this would be a moment where we uh, just, just surrender our heart and our mind to you. God, that we would become a living sacrifice and, and pledge uh, as ambassadors and, and representatives you the, to the kingdom work you've called us to. Each of them is slightly different, Lord, but it's all the same. Make disciples. It's all in different areas. It's all in different places because we are in different places and different families and different workplaces and different environments. But Lord, it's not a time to make excuses. It's a time to win as many to you as we can, to fill heaven with your people, because we know that is your heart's desire. So God, help us to do it and help us to be faithful and help us in these moments to just glorify you in all that we say and do. And we pray it in the strong and the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.